Hello, and welcome to Moving Markets by Julius Baer. Please listen to the important legal information at the end of this podcast. Good morning, everybody. Our regular Moving Markets podcast will be back in its usual format on Monday, the 9th of January. But for today, we'd like to highlight a recent conversation that my colleague Alan Hooks, Head of Private Clients for Julius Baer in the UK, had on Julius Baer's True Connections podcast. Alan spoke to Rutu Budev, the founder and managing director of Amara Property, a luxury home builder in North London. He asked her about how she started her business and how it has evolved, the challenges and opportunities she has experienced as an entrepreneur, and the impact that COVID had on the business. So why don't we start with Amara Property and you know, I guess your journey to establishing the business. Yeah, so I founded Amar Property in early 2011. And it was a little bit of a fluke, a little bit of, you know, I would say a personal interest to get into it. And I think we've been very fortunate to be able to grow the company from 2011 into a very multi-stemmed company that manages the full life cycle of property development. So as a company, we do all our initial feasibilities. We have the experience to take a site through the planning system. And we also build out all of our own sites with our own construction company and market and sell all of our homes. Our family, we call our Amara family, the team, we're over 10 people now. And I think as a business, we're all very much inclined to reach our goal, which I think we always have to set ourselves higher than we want to get to. And our, our goal really is to be the largest luxury developer in North London. And you concentrate, as far as I understand, on residential property, and it feels like it's very concentrated, obviously, in that part of London. Is there any sort of plans or you know, possibilities for you to take your model and explore other locations, countries, potentially? Probably not yet. I think we have a lot of territory that we can still cover where we are. We are looking to expand ever so slightly, but very much in kind of the home counties, not too far from where we are. I think the reality of having a successful build really involves the ability for the team to be able to be present. So we found that, you know, we try and keep our sites probably no more than 45 minutes away from where we're all based just to make sure that we can manage it successfully. And in terms of the last 10 years of your operation, Ruta, what's been some of the major challenges? And clearly we've had a global pandemic partway through that, which I guess would have been hugely disruptive as it was for many. But what other standout challenges have you seen in your business over that last decade? Well, I think there have been multiple ones. I mean, we started in 2011, which was probably the height of the credit crunch. So that was our first challenge really was to try and have a successful development company where there was absolutely no credit available. And then obviously the pandemic, as you touched upon, was hugely life-changing. I think we sometimes forget now just how traumatic the lockdowns were and how it really made everybody reevaluate their lives. The main challenge, I think, is really just being an entrepreneur. We kind of forget how difficult that process is and the persistence that it requires just to keep going on a day-to-day basis. But I think, you know, over time, I've always found that a challenge can be a good thing. It can be a fabulous learning experience. And that is really, you know, as we grow, it's really our experiences and our mistakes that we've learned from that give us the ability, I think, to kind of push forward. And how do you balance those two? You alluded to it just then, Ruta, in terms of the challenges, but equally, I guess, the opportunities that entrepreneurship brings and the potential benefits it can bring to your organisation. How do you balance those two? How do you 
maintain that resilience as a leader? Well, I think it's always kind of reminding yourself, you know, what is your goal? What is your purpose? Why do we do what we do? I think for me to feel motivated and to have purpose in my life, I feel that very much reflects to the happiness And I think that's really what keeps me going. I feel that when I have something to work towards and, you know, for us, it's really growing the business, scaling our business. It provides me with a lot of satisfaction when as a team, we're able to achieve that. So I think that's really what keeps us going day by day. It's the ability to focus on the goal and know that we are getting closer to it. How do you go about aligning everybody to that particular goal within Amara Property? I guess an organization of your size, it would seem to be relatively straightforward. But how do you go about bringing your people together and aligning to that goal? Yeah, I think it's quite important to bring like-minded people together. And when someone does join the team, that's something I very much look for. Obviously, ability is important, but you know, I think also the ability to kind of be able to be part of that team and commit to it. We are currently in quite a bit of a growth stage. And I think with the team, it's all about really raising our expectations, making sure that everybody is aware of those expectations, increasing the urgency, because at the end of the day, we know that everything we have to do is important in a timely fashion. And then I think at the same time, just elevating the general intensity of the work. So as a team, we are very goal-oriented with every single project. And a lot of it boils down to time frame, for example, being completing a site within a certain time frame or selling it in a certain time frame. And as a team, we tend to work very closely together. We spend a lot of time together. We try and do social things outside of work. And I think that helps build the relationship, not just between each other, but between our families. I personally have two younger kids and a husband. So it's always nice, I think, for me to meet the families of the people that we work with so that we can really create a community. You just mentioned their timeframes. And just coming back to the pandemic for a second, which, as we said, you know, would have been hugely disruptive for an organization like yours. Giving all of our learnings from COVID-19, as it was known then, what do you take from that in terms of the business going forward? So I guess, what have you learned from that? And how do you look at things differently as a result of that? Sure. I think COVID for us was as devastating as it was, was also a big opportunity. I think it allowed us to kind of reinspect ourselves and really prioritize what we thought was important with our homes. And we realized that, you know, as the pandemic raged on, people started reevaluating that family, home, happiness. These were the things that mattered the most. And we started then designing our homes with these sort of attributions. So we'd make sure we'd have, you know, sufficient living areas for families to congregate and have good garden and outdoor spaces for families to spend time together outdoors. And we almost changed our product a little bit. And also we tried to standardize our product. So we're kind of trying to do a lot more homes within a certain price bracket, which tend to have a certain specification as well. And we try and kind of bring that level of specification as affordable as possible into every single home. So I think for us, the pandemic, if anything, was a good thing. It allowed us to look into our product in a lot more detail. It allowed us to standardize, I think, also our procurement systems, which is quite volatile and very important in construction. The ability to manage really lead times and program times. And we were able to, I think, focus our energies a lot more on those. So when we look back and reevaluate 2020, and also just, I would say, a bit of 2021, it really, I think, allowed the team to boil down into focusing on the values of the business and the quality of our product. Going back to, I guess, 2011, Ruta, you talked about the challenges established in the business way back then. 
And isn't it intriguing? You spoke about the credit crunch back in 2011 and the difficulty from an economic perspective that were around at the time. Of course, it feels like things are coming full circle again, doesn't it? And could be particularly challenging for residential property market, certainly in the UK. What other challenges do you see, Rutu, coming out of the current situation that we're facing now with rising costs of borrowing, continued challenges, I guess, around procurement of materials and supplies? One, I guess, what are the challenges you're seeing there? And how are you preparing yourselves within Amara to deal with those? Yeah, it's definitely a little bit of a turbulent time right now. And it does feel like we're walking down memory lane a little bit from when we started the business. You know, I think it's definitely going to be difficult for families. There's, you know, affordability is going to get a little bit tighter and some families are going to feel squeezed. Our product and the range that we build in, I would say, is more of the middle to upper middle end of the market where there is more of a disposable income. But I still think that when there are challenging times, people go back and reevaluate their lives and think, okay, what is important? And we do find that we have such a strong connection to our homes, to the spaces we live in with our loved ones. And we do envision that the importance of, you know, owning a home and hopefully a beautiful home is still important. So we, I think, as a business need to take on these challenges and say, how can we make sure that our potential customers are having the right home for them that is affordable for them and affordable for them to borrow against and sustain their mortgages against. And as a business, really, we are just trying to streamline ourselves and streamline our costs a little bit further to see where we can make additional savings, which in essence if needed, we can pass on to the end user. And from a procurement angle, I think we are definitely on the other end of that. 2021 was a difficult year for global supply chains. And we were definitely affected by that. We have totally, for example, done a 360 in the way that we procure any of our developments. So I would call us our pre-COVID strategy was very much a procurement based on necessity at the time. Since COVID, we started doing a lot of future procurement on a construction site. So for example, before we broke down, we would have already kind of ordered our windows, our roof tiles, any other long lead items that we knew would take some time to get to us. And this strategy, I think, really helped us in managing our programs and also managing our budgets. So it's really just going back to basics, I think, for us as a business and making sure that we are implementing all of these learnings that we've had in the last couple of years to make sure that we can weather the storm and, if anything, come out stronger on the other end. Like any great leader, Ruta, you speak a lot about your team around you, particularly at Amara, and the skills that you've managed to pull together. And that is core ingredient, I guess, the success of your business and many others. Where do your, I guess, skills and more importantly, passions lie, Rutu? Are you one with an eye for design? Do you like nothing more than trudging around a site with hard hat and boots on? Where is it that your skills lie? And talk to us a little bit about some of the skills that the team has within it. Sure. I mean, when I look at myself, I think I've very much evolved from, you know, 2011 to now. When I started the business, it was just myself. So I was, you know, jack of all trades and master of none. But as time has gone, I think I've kind of learned a lot about myself and learned about where it is that I excel. And I do feel for me, it is kind of being part of that overall growth strategy for the business and making sure that we have the right people, the right inputs to just make sure that we are kind of growing in the way that we want to grow. When it comes to the team, I think it's so important to let each 
team member almost be their own boss and have that autonomy to make their own decisions and have the accountability then to stand by those decisions. So I'm not a micromanager, definitely. I give a lot of responsibility to each of my team members with clear guidelines, who's responsible for what. And we all tend to communicate regularly and make sure that we're all kind of flowing on the same page. But I think as a leader, that's probably one of the core strengths, really, is to bring the team together, try and really get out the best from each person. And at the same time, I think, you know, having a human nature to it as well. We're all individuals. We're all humans. End of the day, we have good days. We have bad days. And we kind of try and be sympathetic and understanding towards each other as well. So that's all for today then. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. To listen to this conversation in full, please search for There Is No Shortcut on the True Connections channel. The usual Moving Market show returns on Monday the 9th of January, but do tune in again tomorrow when we'll be sharing more interesting insights from our recent podcasts. Bye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Wealth Insights is a podcast series where Julius Bear experts discuss topics from a wealth management perspective, whether it's starting a business preparing for retirement or transferring wealth to the next generation, our experts provide answers to the relevant questions. Available now on all good platforms, search for Wealth Insights on your favourite podcast player.